Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Welcome to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so excited to have you with us this week, friend. Uh, We love Wednesdays. They're always our favorite. But today is even more of a favorite Wednesday for us because we have a very special podcast guest with us. We have Sarah, who owns Digital Grace Design. Um, She is going to be answering so many questions, fabulously answering so many questions about web design and all that she does uh, in the in the website building world. Uh, I will tell just a quick way that I know Sarah. Sarah actually designed my website. She is a show it expert and she has a heart of gold. She is located in New York City. I think she's still in New York City. <laughs> I haven't seen a move on her Instagram, um, but I just wanted to, to just pop on real quick as we start this and say that Sarah had some really great Instagram story content a week or two ago. And as I was listening, I was sending her every emoji I could possibly send her because she was talking about branding and authentically building out your website to go along with who you are and what you offer and all the components that come along with it. I sent Melissa a quick message and I was like, which then means that I get 500 messages saying you have to listen to this right now. So, so then I'm like, we have to get Sarah on the podcast because it goes right along with what we're talking about this month with authenticity in your branding. And so I then sent Sarah a quick message. I was like, Sarah, could you be a quick podcast? Like it'll be a quick turnaround, but could you please come on next week and do this interview? Because what you shared was so awesome. So I am here to also tell you what you put in your Instagram story content it matters because when you share your brilliance, other people see it and learn from it and then ask you to be a podcast guest <laughs> for them. Yeah. So so anyway, we are super excited to have you here and would love, Sarah, for you to introduce yourself to our community. Can you tell us like who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Sarah from Digital Grace Design. As Corey mentioned, I'm based in New York City, but I serve clients literally all over the world. Most of my clients fall into the wedding industry space, but also lots of creatives, interior designers, realtors, and also some like lifestyle and wellness brands. So sort of well-rounded in that sense. And we only do website design. We used to offer all the things with branding and copy and websites. And over time, maybe like you, we've niched down our services to just websites. So with that, that's sort of where that conversation on stories came from a week or so ago, because since I only do websites, I do get so many questions from potential clients saying, hey, I want to invest in all the things, but what order do I do them in? And does that matter? So it's been a fun conversation to have with quite a few folks. Well, and and I think too, when you start, when you create content and then you get all of that feedback with more questions and more conversations, that is kind of like, Ooh, I need to push the gas on that because that's something that's a hot button topic that people, I have the information on and people really need to know. And I need to share more about that. Right. Well, and, and it also, it also helps people to, uh, to, find the trail to follow, right? Especially when we start our businesses out and it's so broad, like let the people tell you what they want. Let them tell you where it's going to lead your business. I just love that you followed that and said, this is going to be the one thing and we're going to do it really, really well. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, especially like with sharing our knowledge and sharing our wisdom on Instagram, we can so take for granted what we ourselves know and just assume everybody else knows that too. I have nothing to share. 
And so when I started hearing the same question come up over and over again on inquiry calls, it's like, clearly this is something people don't know. So if you're hearing something often on your discovery calls with potential clients too, use that. Ooh, that, that, that is a really great way to create your content because we get that from a lot of people. I don't even know what kind of content I should be creating. I know I should be creating content, but I don't even know what to do. Sarah just yep. gave you all a brilliant tip. When there you, you go. Talking to clients. That's a gold nugget <laughs> right that, there. That wraps up our podcast today. If you <laughs> right? Thanks I'm so just much. kidding. <laughs> okay. So Melissa, do you want to take uh, our next question for Sarah? Yes. Okay. So we follow on Instagram and we loved your stories a few weeks ago about brand design and elements that go into a full-fledged brand creation. You know, we talk a lot about you know, branding all day long because there's so many misconceptions about exactly what makes a brand rather than just a logo, like what actually makes the brand. So could you share a little bit about the importance of utilizing all the different elements of brand components, like your visuals and copy? I know that your company doesn't offer those individually anymore, but when you're creating a website, like that's, you have to do all of those things, right? So can you share what should come first and then tell us, um, you know, why you need each element to create a really cohesive and beautiful website that's like telling this brilliant story of you to your clients? Yeah, totally. And it's such a great question. I think a lot of times folks see the website as like the end deliverable and they're like, oh, I got to do a website. But the website is really the completed puzzle. Um, Your branding design, your copy, your brand photos, those are all the puzzle pieces. And if we're missing one of those, you're going to end up with a puzzle that has like that missing piece in it. And you're going, gosh, I spent all this time on this puzzle and it's just not really working. I need Um, you to know I would cuss. I would cuss if I got to the end of a puzzle (laughs) and I couldn't find the one piece. I would throw the whole table. So I get it. Yeah. It just like feels like it's just not strategic. It's just, it feels sometimes like a waste of time. So in choosing to invest in, all of those pieces over time, you're always going to end up with a more strategic result. So in terms of, we think about a lot of times our brand is just our logo and our logo is important. It is, it does give us brand recognition. It helps folks to see our business and say, oh yeah, that's business reboot or, oh yeah, that's digital grace design. But your brand really brings in your fonts, your colors, your brand photos, your website, the way that you speak, whether in person or in your social media captions or on your website. So really thinking of it as like a holistic experience, not just your logo. And so when we think about which order of those things to invest in first, my preferred order is branding design. And then copy and or brand photos can go second or simultaneously and then website design being last or third. And why I recommend that particular order is because when you invest in quality brand design with someone that's a true expert in branding, they're gonna be really looking at the overall strategy of your business and your brand and looking at, okay, what services do you offer? And who do you offer them to? And why is this person a better client for you versus this one? Like, what are their differentiating factors that make them right for your services. Um, They think about your brand tone. They think about how your brand should be received when people experience it. So it's really a thoughtful and strategic process. And I feel like you'll get so much clarity out of it before you even get the logos. Um, So start there because that information will greatly inform 
the rest of the steps. I love that. Um, you know what? What I love too is that you said um, you didn't put yourself first on that list, which is just counterintuitive to what people assume that businesses will do. Like, well, I think your website should go first, and then we'll figure. It out. Like, no. What that means that you just as and then, I mean, we want you guys to all buy her designs, like hello, but, <laughs> but also just that that for for everybody listening, like this is how you show integrity in your business is that you're actually helping serve them by saying, Hey, it might not be the right time for you yet to do design on your website, but when it is the time you're going to have all the components ready and you'll be able to go and create the best thing that you possibly could. I love that. I just had to chime in Mm -hmm. there with that. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. I think honestly, even though websites are what I offer, I would rather someone invest in a brand design first and DIY their website if they're just starting out versus you know, go to a website first and kind of have hit or miss branding um, because it just has a very different effect. Um, So after branding, then I would suggest moving into either brand photography or copywriting. Like I said before, I think they can go hand in hand and often can be done simultaneously. Um, And with your brand strategy, that will then greatly inform like your brand tone in the copy and you know the audience that your copywriter is writing for and incorporating keywords for where you're located if location matters and so it's often helpful if you've got that brand strategy ready to go when you start your copy project that said most copywriters will also do some of their own strategy research digging into you as well but having both just makes their process a little bit easier from the start um and thinking too about when you hire a copywriter if there's someone that has experience with psychology and understands what that ideal user experience or story needs to be to thoughtfully guide folks from the home page to your services page to your contact page so that it's strategic and you don't leave people hanging and lost anywhere on your website. Um, so creating that thoughtful user experience will guide your users and give them a better experience and give you more inquiries and conversions. So it really just makes sense. Um, and if they have experience in SEO, that to me is a no brainer too, just because if the words aren't on your page, you can't rank for them. Um, so always wanting to make sure that the words on your page have the keywords and have the SEO goals in mind incorporated. I love that. And I will say too, I have lots of times people, clients will ask, you know, I've, I'm trying to learn SEO and, and I'm like, but why? Like if, right. if you, if that is something that you really enjoy and that is a gifting for you, it'll be easy to, to come by and you'll be able to pick it up real quick. But if it's something you're struggling with, why are you trying to learn it? You're not meant to learn it all. I have a bald patch in the front of my head where I pull all my hair out. <laughs> like there are people who know it. They understand it. They will optimize your website. They will optimize your copy. They will optimize all the things for you. Please, if it's not your gifting, you are you. It, your investment will be better off spent to pay somebody that or hire, like you said, a copywriter or a web designer who understands, specializes it. And that's part of what they offer. That's part of the package. We're going to optimize your site for SEO. Then it would be for you to pay $99 or $3.99, or I've seen $9.99 for an SEO course that you don't really have time to learn and to teach yourself. And then you don't have the strategy or the background or the working knowledge to try to optimize it and get it right. Because actually, if you get it wrong, it could be hurting you. So go ahead and pay the money. Totally. 
to the people that know what they're doing and let it go. That's an outsourcing thing that Melissa and I will stand on that hill forever in a day. Take all my money. Take all of it. I don't want to just just do it. Yeah. I always say too that SEO is such a team sport. It's like there's so many variables that come into play that you trying to learn it yourself you you can you can understand the fundamentals but there are so many things on and off your website some of the things that you can control and some that you just can't control like what your competitors are doing and so knowing you know where to be strategic and when to pick your battles especially when it comes to seo can be so so important and you know there's really typically like three people that come into play with seo your copywriter by putting in those keywords from the get-go your website designer for knowing how to properly tag things on your website, um, and then potentially a third SEO person that really does this day in, day out, and can look at how your website is functioning once it's live, and course correct from there uh, based on what they're seeing. So mm-hmm. don't try and do SEO alone is essentially like my my end note there. Amen, amen. I picture, I pictured like a visual of um, a football field with a team playing and somebody hands me the ball and they say, I want you to throw it. And then I throw the ball and then they look for me, but I have then left the field and walked out the gate because I have said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah. But you know, you know, and you come from the wedding world and I'm going off script, Corey, for just a second, but you come from the wedding world. And what is crazy, I think about creative entrepreneurs is that we had companies um, that, and I won't name them, they don't exist anymore, but I won't name them, um, that had like an F with the Better Business Bureau and you couldn't contact contact them at all. And if you had problems with this like drag and drop situation um, where everything was, it went from HTML to like Flash and there was a music. Do you remember, you remember this era? Uh, like that's how long we've been in business. And um, it gave people this really false idea of what it was like to build a website and what it's like to pay for a website and the maintenance you need and the SEO support and stuff like that. And so um, just heads up guys, it ain't what it used to be and you need to pay for these services. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, right. and before I we go to the next question, Sarah, will you go back a little bit to those components? Because, you know, I was hanging on every word and waiting for you to talk about visuals because you know, that is where my heart yeah. and soul is. So what, so we talked about the, um, the, the brand design, the brand part of it. Mm-hmm. And then we've talked about um, the, copy. So now we talk a little bit about how the visuals come into play and how you need them and use them and what people need to know. Totally. Um, And honestly, this might be controversial, but I think brand photos can make or break a website. Um, Wait, I need you to way. say that one more time. I need you to say that <laughs> oh, one got on our soapbox. more time then. because I'm giving praise hands. I am giving like all the glory to what you just said. Could you say that one more time, please? Yeah, absolutely. I think brand photos can absolutely make or break a website and how the end product looks and feels. Um, it's remarkable how a website's aesthetic can change if you start out giving me you know a bunch of like iphone photos which i'm not bashing the iphone it's got a great camera more power to you um but that's like low light here and like blurry here and you know mixing matching on the editing style we call that art sarah i'm just kidding (laughs) no we don't you know we all have different opinions on art um so i don't want to bash yours but But when you have thoughtfully planned brand photos that bring into play your branding, your services, your audience, all of those things, and think about where you're using the photos, 
it can make such a huge impact. So, you know, as we chatted before, your branding design, of course, will impact your brand photos because, you know, you can bring that in with like your brand colors. Can you wear outfits in those colors? Can you bring in accessories in those colors? Um, you can think about what your services are and think about how to visually show them and depict them in images. Like, are you a service provider that you need to be talking to a client in some of your images? Or are you someone that's always on your computer? Or we need to see photos of you on Zoom acting animated and like, you know, we, we get a feel for visually what you're like and what it will be like to work with you. The know, like, and trust factor is so insanely huge and impactful in convincing folks to reach out to you because they think, gosh, I want to work with that person. And your brand photos are really the thing that tangibly impact that. And you can use them in so many places. You can use them on your LinkedIn profile, you can use them on your social media, your website, etc. So it's really an investment in the long haul in the way that your brand is visually perceived. Um, and to be fair, my brand photos at this point are like four years old. I think I took them right before the pandemic and I should do new ones. But they're all- I know a girl. But they're still serving where you need them for the purposes that you need them for. And they're long lasting if you do them thoughtfully and carefully curate them and you know where you're going to use them. They will be long lasting for you. But they also yeah. can be they also can be a, a, a for lack of a better word, like a photo album of your growth and change. I look back on the images oh, yeah. that we used yeah. when we first when we first started our website with one of your templates that it, like, I look back at the photos that we had of us and I was like, I don't even know those two. Like we, they were just going out on the wind. Like we, you know, we, we, we were different people with different visions for what we were doing then. And now looking at even, even like our last shoot that we did uh, in May, I'm like, man, we're so different from even then. Like it, it helps you track your own progress. And I think your website does that too. It gets to be this place where, because you can't, um, if it's a storefront, you can't just keep the same window display up for eternity, right? You get to move totally. things around and change it. And as your voice grows and your copy is going to have to morph with it. And as you, you know, find out exactly how you want to serve even more detailed, then you want to add that in. And, and I think that this is all a, if, if you, you hit the nail on the head with the long game, which is what Corey and I, we always tell people, if you're looking for short, like spurts of let me just do this business for a minute. We're not your girls because we've been in it too long. We know that you got to withstand the ups and, and downs to get back to more ups. And so looking at it as a long-term process, it, it's like you're, you're marrying your website. Things can grow and change. You're marrying your content. Things can grow and change, but it's still like that. It, you got the core relationship there. So I love that. And, yeah. And I think, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I think, too, one last thing with the brand photography is while many photographers can take brand photos, um, if you have the knowledge to shoot and edit and do all of that, when you work with someone that really specializes in brand photography, I think your results tend to be more thoughtful um, because they know the questions to ask to help you flesh out what your brand photo shoot day looks and feels like. Um, I think you know, similar to writing about ourselves, planning our own photo shoot is really hard um, because we don't have that way to look objectively at what we do. So 
when you work with a brand photographer that does this day in, day out, they are accustomed to asking you those questions to help you plan your shoot so it will be most effective. And they also know already that you're going to need some landscape or horizontal oriented photos, maybe with you on one side so that on your website, you can put text on the other side, or you're going to need different shots of different kinds. So I think that it's more effective if you can find someone that specifically does brand photography to work with that type of person. And I love that. And being a brand photographer myself, I think that you hit the nail on the head, especially when you're talking about the brand designer that you want to bring in and all the questions that they ask. What does it look like to work with you? What do you want your brand to feel like? Um, who are your ideal clients? Uh, what are the different ways that you serve? How can we visually tell those stories? That is what a good brand photographer should be asking you. And like you said, anybody yep. that's a photographer could take beautiful images of you. But if they are not strategically planned out and looking, if they're not forward thinking enough as to what are you launching this year? Um, where are you going to be using them? And like you said, the different landscape versus portrait and making sure you have negative space so that you can put text and graphics in there. That is what hiring a brand photographer will do for you and your business and ultimately make your website so much, so much better and work for you. That's the whole point of it. It's not just to take picture, pretty pictures of you sitting at your laptop smiling so that you can throw a few up on Instagram. Yes, you're going to use them in those kind of places, but really it will drive traffic and make your website so much more stellar than, you know, it may be if you are really thinking through all of those components of brand design, your tone, your colors, your copy, as well as your imagery. And I will be bold enough to say that, you know, studies show that every single image on your website will be viewed, but a smaller percentage of your copy will be read. Not to say one is more important than the other. Again, it's reminding ourselves that it all goes in together to make a beautiful website and to do its job. But uh, that imagery is so, so important. So thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I have another quick question for new entrepreneurs who are just starting mm -hmm. out. How important is it to have a website from the very beginning? And what are the must-have parts that they need to make sure that they include if they're just starting out? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great question. And first, I would say, honestly, I would recommend having a website from the get-go only because I think that it provides a business much more credibility than, say, just having a social media account. Um, while people might find you on your social media, typically speaking, before folks choose to buy your product, invest in your services, they will typically go look at your website to make sure you are legit and you exist and you know what you're doing. Um, so having some kind of a website from the start, I do recommend. That said, I don't necessarily recommend paying a designer to create a website for you as a brand new business. I think that there is so much power in choosing to DIY a website while you figure out who you are and what services you offer and you know who you're doing them for. You'll evolve so much in the first year or two of your business that it's, in my opinion, not really worth investing in like a fully custom website or something from the start because the chances of you having to revamp it pretty significantly are pretty good. Um, in terms of those key things that you'll want on your first website, you'll definitely want a brief about section so that we know who we're working with. We'll want to know a little bit about your services, a little bit about your process so that we understand what it's like to work with you because we know that folks are psychologically more likely to say yes 
if they understand even at a basic level, you know, what those initial steps are to get started. Um, your contact information, this seems like a no brainer, but you would be surprised how many websites I see without an email address on them. Yes, okay. And when it's, when it's not their late. name, when it's, when the business is their name or is not their name and you can't find the person's name anywhere on the, and I'm like, this is not, I don't know her name's Janet, but I do know that she is, you know, yeah. X and yeah. X, like whatever. Yeah. Your name, if you're a location-based business, your location. I've audited so many websites for service-based businesses that are specific to a location. And it says what they do, but I don't know where they are. So then I'm like, am I in the wrong place? Like, how do I know if they're in my area? Um, so making sure that's there. Um, because honestly, we want folks right off the bat to know that they're in the right place so they continue scrolling down your website. So letting them know right off the bat who you are, who you serve, and where you're located is key. Um, again, having that contact information and clearly summing up what you do so that folks, you know, can inquire about your services if it's the right fit. I love that. I love that you gave permission to all of the people who are starting out in a new way, whether you're a new entrepreneur or just a new business to, you don't need to do fully custom from the very beginning because you are going to change and evolve. And like you said, you have niched down to where you offered a variety of services and now you've niched down to just the one web design. Melissa just said who we were two years ago as the beginning, we are, we are seasoned long time entrepreneurs, but the business reboot is new and that has pivoted and changed. And we aren't who we were two years ago when we started this. And so that is really a smart recommendation to don't go all in, in the very beginning as you're, if you're just starting out, because the chances of you investing a lot of money and then needing to do a revamp, that's, that's kind of tricky. So go with a more DIY. I need you to know that I just held in sing-songing a Britney Spears song about our oh growth and business. I almost, I almost let it slip. It almost happened. I don't know so. why you held that in. I I'm not a girl, not yet a yeah. woman. You know, that one. There you go. That's free. Um, okay. So, uh, okay. So can I ask you this about, about elevating? So if, if a business has been in business for a while and their site, you know, they've built out a site, but maybe that, maybe they did work with a designer or maybe they, they bought a template so that they can at least have a good place to start. So they're kind of semi DIYing things. Um, but they're, you know, deciding to elevate, they want to add additional offers or pivot dramatically. Um, and how they're serving people, do they need to scrap everything that they've got and start completely over? Or how would you suggest that they build onto what they currently have? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's sort of an, it depends answer. Um, If they are just expanding the services that they offer, which is under the same kind of umbrella of the services they previously offered, I think they can totally add on to their existing website. If it's a substantial pivot, like you have a different audience or you have a different, you know, complete focus, start over. I think that's just a generally better choice. But if let's say you are a photographer and you started with weddings and now you want to add families or now you want to add brands, I think you can totally add additional services pages onto your existing website to speak about those new services and then just tweak the the copy on your homepage so that it speaks to the umbrella of all that you offer. Um, I think of your homepage as sort of like welcoming folks into a dinner party where you're saying like, okay, here's the kitchen with drinks and food over here. And here's where people are hanging out. And here's where you can go for this. Your homepage does that too. So it 
you know, lets people know, go here for wedding photography, go here for brand photography, sort of like the director of ceremonies. So definitely add on if you like, um, or if it's similar to what you were doing before, if it's totally different, probably start from scratch. Very good. That's so good. That I is love good. that. Yeah. I want to ask a quick AI because that's like on the all of our minds right now. And it's like a hot topic. Um, AI writing website copy, yay or nay? And tell us why. I think, again, it sort of depends. Um, to be honest, I haven't used AI a ton yet in my own business. So I'm not a true expert on it. But from what I've seen, it can be a super valuable tool either one as like a first draft for it to just first spit out some stuff and then you judge it to add in information that like you would know or you as the expert would know. Um, It's great for that kind of brainstorming and getting words on a page that you can then elevate. Um, Or it can be really effective if when you put in your inquiry or your questions or the, the prompt as it were for them to write about, get real specific. Um, include some details about the content that you want so that it can incorporate them and make it seem personal or specific to what you do. Love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. What has been your biggest aha moment in business? I think that I didn't have to do all the things and be available all the time. Um, I know when I initially started my business, I offered a bunch of services. Like I offered branding and copy and websites and social media, which I laugh at now because I hate social media for my own business. Like (laughs) why would I want to do it for someone else's? Like it just, that just, nobody hired me for it. So it's fine. Nobody like had to deal with that. But, you know, I felt like if I didn't offer all of those things, people would go somewhere else to someone that did. I felt like, I had to be the one-stop shop for folks. And then I would take on projects that I didn't love doing because I felt like I needed to or I had to to book the client. So as I slowly took away the services that I didn't enjoy doing, I was able to be more excited about the projects that I did take on, more strategic about them, and serve my clients better because I wasn't trying to do all the things. And similarly, I used to think I had to be available for inquiry calls every day of the week. If I wasn't available, someone would book a call with someone else and hire them first. Um, But I learned that the way that my brain works, having a call intermittently through every day of the week pulls my focus in a way that makes me less productive. And so I instead only take calls on Wednesdays. Um, And the rest of the days, I can focus on what I need to focus on. And it hasn't caused me to lose clients or feel like I was lacking. So I think just feeling like I had to do all the things and be all the things, it just wasn't true. I love that. You just gave our listeners a, a big permission Some gold. slip. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is that is huge because we hear that a lot from people and that you just mm-hmm. gave them big permission. Why do we why do we do that? Especially when we first start out in business, why do we feel like, oh, you know what, we've got this offer and in order to get people in the door, we need to bend over backwards and make it so easy yeah. for them. Like we just we'll do whatever they say. And I'm like, I cannot tell you the last time that I went to like 
my Kroger. Now my Kroger is something special because they literally would look at you and be like, you can get your own card out of the parking lot. What do you need? And so, but, but we like, I would never go into a store and be like, you can, you have to bend to when I'm available. No, we say, when are you available? Like it is so wild, but we do that to ourselves. So I love, I love that that was a, an aha moment. And there's no reason that you can't make exceptions when it makes sense. If someone can't do Wednesdays, I'll do a call a different day, but like for the most part. And I think we just tend to like, should all over ourselves in terms of like <laughs> yep. what other people are doing and we need to just stop in work and in life so don't take calls on Tuesdays if you don't want to take calls on Tuesdays I love it. I take I take Mondays off social media is my thing and it's so funny it. because even my coaching clients that I have um they won't message me on Monday and part of my um like the, how I serve is that I, I know that when people are signing up for coaching, it takes a certain level of vulnerability to admit that you want to get support in a certain area. So I am the one yeah. that always initiates contact. And, but I noticed that when I leave it up to people on Mondays, no one messages me and they're like, well, we thought you were off on Monday. I was like, no, I'm off social media on Monday, but it's funny because people will start to pick up when you set those parameters those and, parameters. and they will follow suit. But if you don't set them, they don't know. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So Sarah, one more quick, actually I have a couple more, but one more quick question is where do you see digital grace design in the next three, five, 10 years? Where are you going with this? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think over time I will likely build out more of a team. Um, just because I really, for the most part, am a one woman shop. I do have an operations manager who's great. And I have someone that does my bookkeeping, but from the design side of things, it's really mostly just me. And I realized that that creates sort of a ceiling to my own growth is my time. Um, So really thinking about strategically building that out. Um, And while I don't currently offer those other services, I'm not saying that I wouldn't ever again, just I would probably not personally do the copy or the branding. I might hire on someone to do that instead. That is so smart. I love that. I love that you started wide and then you narrowed down and now your vision is... I could go back, but I know now what is in my wheelhouse, my my genius wheelhouse and what is not and build a team accordingly. I love that. I think sometimes too, we are dictated by like what we're seeing everyone else in the industry doing Mm -hmm. and grow, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And I feel like I actually slowed things down a little bit so that I could figure out what works before growing again. So sometimes it's nice to take that time. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, what resources would you recommend to our community to help them just like clarify their brand and build sites that accurately represent them? And this, this resource can be, you know, hire me. Like we want, we want them to know. So yeah. Yeah. I think if you're looking for, for resources on social media to follow for branding, I think Catherine at Creme Brands, C-R-E-M-E Brands does great stories and great tips about quality branding and the things that you need to be thinking about in creating a quality brand. So I think she's great. Um, I think that if you're looking for SEO tips, Sarah does SEO, provides really, really great tips. She would actually be a great guest for you guys on this podcast too. She's awesome. Um, But making SEO accessible, but also educating about it. Um, And then on our website too, we've got um, our website templates. So if you are just starting out and you want to DIY a website, you could pick up one of our website templates and do it yourself. 
Um, we have really thoughtfully designed our templates to grow with you. So they've all got about 20 website pages in them. So if you have a course later, you've got the page, or if you start a podcast later, you've got the page. Um, so you can start with what you need and grow into what you might need later. I love, I love that. that. And, and they are beautifully done and they easy are. to use yes. because we are customers and clients. That's right. <laughs> All right. Last question, Corey. Okay. So how can our people connect with you and work with you? Um, what kind of offers are you currently super excited about? Which you just talked about your templates a little bit. Um, we want to make sure everyone can find you and follow you and hire you after this interview is over. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on my website at digitalgracedesign.com and on pretty much all of the social platforms at Digital Grace Design. So super simple there. In terms of what we offer, we really just do website design three different ways. We do custom websites. We do our website in a week, which has become our customer favorite because you launch a website in just one week. Um, and our one day design intensives, which are typically if you have an existing website and you have a laundry list of to-dos to update your website or add on a sales page or something like that, you can book us by the day as well. Ooh. I love that. That is hmm. good. You might be hearing from me in your inbox soon. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that all of our listeners are breaking out those pens and notebooks and they are writing feverishly just as fast as they can to be able to get the information you shared. And it is so helpful and we just really, really appreciate it. Um, so thank you so much. You guys, please go and follow Sarah and everything that she's got to offer at Digital Grace Designs. And um, this has been so much fun. We had a great time today and we will see you again next week on another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. Mm -hmm.